Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guarantee. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Good morning, football. We're presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. Guys, I was in Chicago all weekend. As for the marathon was, there was a bit of a football marathon uh, going on in the NFL yesterday. Over 15 hours of action from London between the Jets and the Falcons to what went on late last night, an over an hour delay <laughs> yes. due to harsh weather at Arrowhead between the Chiefs and the Bills. It, we have it all. My name's Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Branty, Angela Hall, and let's get right to it. Time for some highlights and time for Lee Block. Lee Block. Lee Block. Kay, did you get a Justin Fields jersey away in Chicago? I did not. In fact. No? Because they're sold out. Hey. Let's go. Uh, the Bills have the number one scoring defense in the league. Patrick Mahomes is 4-0 against number one scoring defenses. There's your hat. Hashtag nugget, but how would it go this night? Guys, this was, uh, it was a route. It was an arrowhead. The Chiefs were down early for a second, but then it was never really in doubt. They go to the scene of the title game where they lost and win by 18? Is that a two and a three next to the Chiefs? It sure is. Let's hear from Josh Allen, who, oh my God, he was all business in the media. Take it away, 17. One of the biggest wins of your life. It's a week-by-week week league, and you know you're either on top of the world or, or you need everybody fired and change everything up. And uh, we just wanted to come out here and try to execute a game plan. Our, our coaching staff did a great job, offense and defense, uh, putting together a game plan. It was our job to come out here and execute it. But again, it's it's just it's one game, and we're not going to try to make this a bigger deal than uh, what it needs to be. And if we lost this game, we wouldn't have made it a bigger deal than we needed to be. Because again, there's there's still a whole lot of football left in this season, and we got to continue to stack wins. 
And Josh Allen, tell it to the Chiefs side of things. It's a big deal, this big loss. They're sitting there at 2-3. and three. Do I think they're a playoff team, the Chiefs, Shregs? Yes, I do. But they are no longer the front runners in the AFC. You and I both said this Chiefs offense can outscore anybody despite their bad defense. It's simply not the case. The Bills, the front runners now. They are, and I think Josh Allen was the better quarterback last night. He might be the better quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a Josh Allen, hey, statement game. And it's... We ooh and ah over Mahomes and the arm. Josh Allen's arm might be stronger than Mahomes. Josh Allen's arm is stronger than Mahomes. Go on, go on, Peter. And it is the ultimate weapon when a team is like, okay, you got to worry about him running because he's been running the first try. You got to worry about the underneath stuff. And then he could just unleash these ones that are just over everybody. Sorensen's like, you can't hit that throw. He can hit yes, that he throw. Can. He can hit that throw. He can hit every throw. They're awesome. And I have a giant shoe in my mouth this morning, a boot in my mouth, because I was like, the Chiefs' defense is awful, but they could put up points with anybody. No, 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 no. They couldn't put up points 20. with Buffalo. They only put up 20. Of course, they did turn the ball over. Four times. Four times. And the Bills, though, they make a statement. And I'll say this. There was that big rain delay, which isn't part of the highlight, but it's such a part of the story. An hour rain delay on the road in an uncomfortable environment, and you're sitting there, and you're like, we're winning this game. Is, is this going to all go to poof because they've now had a chance to regroup? They come out of the rain delay mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. stick their foot on the Chiefs' throats and they're like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. We're the better team. Don't worry about the gimmicks. Don't worry about the storylines. We're the better team. Josh Allen is a better quarterback. Kansas City has a long way to go, but I am here crowning in week five the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills as the best team of these two. It and was the bizarre AFC Championship game. It went, everything went different than last year, and that's mm-hmm. how it should be for a team that's been licking their wounds all offseason. Yeah, I mean, when you watch Buffalo play on both sides of the football, they look dominant, and, and, and it wasn't even close. But I'm not too concerned with Kansas City because of some of the injuries, right? Some of the injuries on the defensive side of the football, not having a guy like Jones out there, mm-hmm. you know, not having the other corner. Uh, is it Ward? Traverius Ward yeah. wasn't out there. You know, but you know Spags and his defense, they just they got to make a play, right? At some point, you just got to make a play. When you're part of an explosive offense like Kansas City, at some point defensively, you kind of let your guard down a little bit. And this was not the game to do that. And the mistakes just compounded. Like, I, I mean, you saw that drop by Tyreek Hill turns into seven points. And it's, it's, it's extremely tough. Um, and so, yes, Josh Allen is a man amongst boys out there. But I still compare Patrick Mahomes. He's right on that plateau. It's a certain point when you have really, really good football teams. It's going to be a toss-up week in and week out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so when I see these two teams, it's, 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 it's simply when Kansas City defense catches up. Mm-hmm. They're going to still be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. It might They'll be still if. be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. It might be an if. It might be an if. And if it is an if, mm-hmm. changes need to be made. They have to do something to make sure that defense can keep up. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, we said the same thing about Buffalo's defense last year. They needed to make some some changes, Pass right? They went in there. Yeah, they went in there. They cool. drafted uh, Boogie Basham. They drafted Rousseau. And they were difference makers for that football team. And so Kansas City, you know, I just think they need to upgrade that defense. They've spent a lot of stuff on this offense, mm-hmm. and deservedly so. They look amazing, but it takes both sides to win, They're so to complete. win championships. And, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for Kansas City to catch up. But I'm not – I'm starting to get concerned. Yeah, man. But – I mean, Buffalo. We can only wait Buffalo's so long. Buffalo's a damn good team. The record's two and three. Like, we've we been waiting for a while now. We'll talk about Kansas City all week. Right now, Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is much better than Kansas City right now. I, I don't even think that game was close. I think if they played ten times, I think the Bills would win seven. And if you took someone 
who was out of context, who had not seen the Chiefs for the last couple of years, who were not there for Wasp, who have not seen the Mahomes commercials, just watch this game. They'd be like, oh my gosh, the Bills aren't even close. They are way, way, way better. And I have to respect the Bills too because they have all been so full of crap this week. All week, <laughs> last night afterwards yeah, about yeah. another game. Listen, back in April, Josh Allen did an interview and asked how much do you think about the title game? He said, every day. Every day I think about it. He said, the Chiefs are what the Patriots used to be. They are where we are trying to go. If we want to be them, we have to beat them. And then last night he said, well, 24-hour rule, which I respect and I think is very smart and is very McDermott. But what we are seeing come to roost here is this team was assembled to beat the Chiefs. All their safeties, all their pass rushers, the Russo, the guys you mentioned, that's why they're there. That's why they're contracted. That's why they're paid. That's why Emmanuel Sanders is there. That's why Diggs has this deal. It's to beat the Chiefs. And it because, and by the way, Peter, every once in a while, Josh Allen can just huck the football. It's the ultimate. I, I'm not surprised that the Bills won. I am a little surprised that I don't think it was ever close. I think they are significantly better. And as much as I respect the Cardinals, who have a better record, I don't see a better team in the NFL than the Buffalo Bills. I think they're the best team in the league. And the Chiefs are sitting there at two and three. They had a mm -hmm. tough schedule. We can always look at that. But now they have the Washington football team. They go to the Titans. They have the Giants. And then they face the Packers. Is this loss to Buffalo that sort of season-defining game where they can bounce back. And I mean, I listened to everybody's press conference. It sounded that way. Yeah, I mean, D'Angelo's right. They've got the heart of a champion. These guys are fighters. They're competitors. But there are serious, serious deficiencies with this team. And they turn the ball over. So where in the past it was like our offense will bail us out, the offense actually crippled them yesterday mm -hmm. with some really, really like Pringle fumbling and Tyreek dropping that pass. And then they don't look sharp. They do not look sharp. A team that does look sharp, though. Who do you got? Who looks sharp? Give us something good. Them Cowboys. How about them Cowboys, Kay Adams? Let's go. Let's get some Cowboys highlights here. Rough one for Giants fans. We'll get to all the injury reports in a moment here. 44 to 20. They blew them out. Giants had a lot of injuries, but the Cowboys, you can't say that they are not for real. They look like they are ready to go. I've never seen Jerry Jones happier than he looked like at that game. Let's bring in Ian Rappaport now. Great stuff. More highlights all day long. We had over 15 hours of football, so of course that means there were some injuries, some collateral damage here. The football gods are not nice. Clyde Edwards-Alaire left the game in the third quarter. What's the latest with him and the Chiefs? And then as we just saw, the Giants got hit hard by the injury bug yesterday. Saquon, Daniel Jones, and Kenny Galladay. A lot of injuries to go through. We'll start with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the standout running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, got his knee bent back kind of awkwardly, was tackled, and knee kind of stuck right in the ground. We saw him being carried off by teammates and eventually going into the locker room and getting an evaluation. Going to have more information on that today. He was quickly ruled out with a knee injury, but it's tough to know what that means for the severity. The hope for the Chiefs is that he just misses a little bit of time and that it is a sprain. Decided running back to the practice squad and move on from there. But more information as we get it today. Meanwhile, you mentioned it. Ton of injuries for the New York Giants. Really none of them good. Saquon Barkley, uh, obviously the biggest name and the most concerning. My understanding is it is a standard low ankle sprain. It looks bad. Generally low ankle sprains do look really bad. And from what I am told, he is likely out this week and then has an outside shot at the following. So two to four weeks is essentially the estimate for Saquon Barkley right now. Going to have more tests today. Daniel Jones was knocked out with a concussion. We saw the goal line play. He is now 
in the NFL's concussion protocol because every player is different and every concussion is different. We will just see where he lands in the protocol and whether or not he is able to practice on Wednesday. And then Kenny Galladay, another receiver injury for the New York Giants. It has been just basically a season full of them. He has a hyperextended knee, tried to get back out there, was able to do a little bit in the end to kind of stiffen up on him. Doesn't seem to be serious, uh, but he's going to have more work today just to determine whether or not he has to miss time. Appreciate you, and they, of course, have a big game against the Rams. They're coming to East Rutherford in week six. Let's get right to this game because this was the thriller of all thrills, but that will not spoil what was, I think, I mean, there's a lot of great games. This is the game of the day. Yeah, that was. I think this is the clubhouse leader for game of the year. It might be. Yeah. Defense, ah, shut up. Our very own <laughs> Taylor Bashotti got a chance to speak with one of the stars of the game. Eight catches. 165 and two tugs. Mike Williams, step right up to the podium. Was this a statement game for you guys in the AFC? Uh, yeah, I think so. Our goal every week is to be 1-0, so every week is a statement game for us. Where is this team going and what can it do after you've had a win over the Chiefs, Raiders, and now today? Uh, sky's the limit. I mean, every week we come out, we perform, we show what we're capable of doing, we just got to continue to do that. That game is over. Look at SoFi Stadium behind them. Love it. The teams in L.A. are showing out so far this NFL season. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to give some credit to Baker here. I was tough right. on him last week saying step up. He did. Of course, they didn't win the game, but he went up against and was great against a really Chargers defense that's been playing really well, but this was all about Justin Herbert. He was down, what, three times in the fourth mm -hmm. quarter and mm -hmm. came back and got a win. What do you think? It was unbelievable. I, I, th I did what I thought was a really smart thing on Saturday, and I made a good investment in my personal life. What? I bought um, Fury versus Wilder yeah. the fight, and it was so awesome. It was knockdowns, and it was great, and it was like, I never, every time I pay for one, it's crap. Mm -hmm. This was worth the money. And then Sunday, I'm like, no, 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 this is better because it's free, and this is even better than what I watched last night. Uh, can we just pull up some of the delicious, highly caloric statistics from this game? This is what you want from your NFL Sunday afternoon. All right, 89 points, 1,000 yards of ice, 52 first downs, and 12 touchdowns. Here is your nugget of the day into how bat bleep insane this game was. Here you go. In NFL history, if you score 40 points and don't turn the ball over, okay. you are 401 and zero. Wow. 401 and zero. That record is now 401 and one. The Browns did not have a turnover. They scored 40 points. It's the first team in history to ever lose. That, that does not happen. That was the dogs and cats living together, and I credit Staley and Herbert, who just moved mountains to change 401 notes and 401 and one. I know people love defense. Blah, 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 blah. This was the best game I've seen all year. It was better than Wilder versus Fury. D'Angelo, you play defense. I, I'm and I love defense. Yeah. Can I quickly, quickly ask you, when they missed that uh, extra point? Yeah. Were you like, oh, because you're Which Mr. Which one, Kay? There were two Mr. of them. I know the one you're talking about. The last about. one. I know. Well, I'm like, we like... need college overtime in this game. We need Vern were Lundquist on the call. Did you find terrified. Oh, no, terrified. I, I wasn't as nervous this time. Oh, I was nervous for when Lions fans. That was later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that is 100% my question. Does anybody play defense or care about defense? I know you don't, Kyle, but I mean, come on. At some point, guys, uh -huh. we got to guard Mike Williams, right? We got to stop this run game from Cleveland. I mean, it was like... Dude, we knew what was coming, but we could not stop it. Yep. But that's what happens when you face really good football teams. And, you know, I don't think I lost a lot of respect for Cleveland, knowing some of the injuries that they had mm -hmm. to overcome. Um, you know, this is a dog fight. You know, in the league, 
sometimes you just match up with two opponents and you go shot for shot, and whoever ha has the ball last has that opportunity to win the game. And so when I left this game, though, I mean, by far one of the most exciting ones I've seen in a sure. long time. But it did leave me kind of wondering, like, guys, like, come on, can we can we get a, just a little bit of defense, just a shred of defense nope. here? But, man, just great quarterback play, great offense. And and great coaching. Mm -hmm. This guy, Staley, is playing and coaching like a man who knows there's 20 years of bad history with the Chargers. It's incredible to watch. And I don't know if the analytics gurus are sick to their stomach or they're applauding it, but they go for it on fourth down. They go for it on two-point conversion, which by the binder, sometimes these two-point conversions – they don't make sense, but he's almost doing it by like a feel and yeah. it's working. They had a fourth and four that, that we went, they went for it, they got it. They had a fourth and seven, they went for it, they got it. And then all these two point conversions, yeah, the run failed, but like the fact they went for it in the fourth quarter, um, yeah, they had two missed extra points. They're not letting that, they're not letting that kill their spirit. They're not letting that set them astray, which is what they usually had done. Those things are happening, but they're overcoming it with really, really aggressive play calling. You think that he's doing that a little bit on purpose? Like I think so. A little bit to I make this so. team more confident. And I've spoken to people in the Chargers organization. Huh. It's like, stop with that. You know, that is not true. This is ridiculous. Stop really? saying that. I like it. Some are saying that, that that are like in charge. They're like, don't pull that stuff. Don't bring up Nick Kading. Don't bring up Marlon McCree. It doesn't matter to these guys. I think you have to go out of your way to be aggressive. We're showing missed extra points. That didn't that didn't kill him yesterday. No. And that's a rarity in Chargers history. Usually you miss the kick and it's like, here we go. Nope. Herbert got the they ball win. back and he delivered the knockout punch. He did. He really did. What moment made you get up on your couch? Was it James Winston's Bill Mary? Maybe. And how about Tom Brady and Dak Prescott making it look easy in the NFC? What impressed us the most in week five? Find out next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then those. Never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Sabathas, we're only five weeks in, but Bengals rookie kicker Evan McPherson already has two game-winning kicks on the season. So this is going to be number three, 22-22, just four minutes and change in overtime after about 12 other misses. He splashes the flag. And then we have the cutaway of all cutaways in which he's starting to give high fives and hugs. And they say, wait, we missed? What? What is going on? This was so crazy. Chargers and Browns was completely annihilated. This one was drunk too, but it was the kickers, including Mason Crosby, who's been there as long as Rodgers has. And finally, after three misses of his own, makes it to win a very, very strange game, 25 to 22. Rogers loves it, and then he and Burrow with a long conversation afterwards. Burrow was tough as nails, but took the loss to go to three and two. Packers four and one in overtime in a weird one in Cincinnati. Packers going to Chicago week six. Mm-hmm. Let's bring in Ian Rappaport. Some concerning news about Joe Burrow after this one. Loved seeing him, loved seeing Jamar Chase. That connection building upon what they had in college and through the first five weeks of the season. What is the latest on Joe Burrow, though, health wise? A little bit concerning. Joe Burrow, who played the whole game, we saw him got. Uh, get hit pretty hard and uh, seek medical attention early in the game after hit, I believe, by Darnell Savage, the safety for the Green Bay Packers. Seemed to be shaken up, but then ended up going right back in the game, did not miss a snap. And then after the game, we learned that he was actually transported to a local hospital for a throat contusion. Uh, Burrow, again, played the whole game and into overtime, so you would hope that would think, that you hope you hope that would mean that it was not a major injury, but the fact that he had to go to the hospital and, and check out why he was having trouble speaking, uh, why his voice was uh, not what it usually is, at least a little bit concerning. We'll get an update this morning uh, to find out what his status is. You hope, though, that that this is kind of a minor thing for the very, very good Bengals quarterback. we got a lot of Bengals fans watching our show right now. They appreciate the update and are looking forward to more updates as they come right here on NFL Network. Thanks, Ian. We spent a lot of time, guys, on the AFC to start the show. Pretty much an hour and a half, so let's not sleep on what's going on in the NFC with the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Packers. They are ruling the, the NFC, so uh, they all get wins. Yesterday, which NFC team were you most, Shregs, impressed by Week 5? I'm going to give Arizona their flowers this morning. It's the first time they're 5-0 since 1974 when Jim Hart and Roger Worley and Mel Gray were on the field. Mm-hmm. And they put the 49ers away, which I thought was really impressive and was kind of like a gritty thing we needed to see from them. They've won in some of these freak shootouts and they've had their statement win against the Rams, but it's not what uh, the Vikings did or Alexander Madison's fighting for an extra yard or what Miles Sanders did, going out of bounds when you're winning late in the game. It's the stuff that matters, and that's the difference between winning and losing. They're playing like winners, not like teams that are scared to lose or teams that haven't been there before. 
plays like that, it's smart. They're not making mistakes. The Arizona mm. Cardinals, they're playing a different brand of Arizona Cardinals football than we're used to. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, knowing heading into this season they were going to bring back all 22 starters on both sides of the football, it gave you a little bit of a sense of hope. Like, man, I tell you what, maybe this will be a team that repeats. And then you know Tom Brady, right? Yeah. The machine he is. How much more comfortable is he in this offense? I mean, there was times where, I mean, Tom knows exactly where he wants to go. I mean, he sits in that pocket just like a statue at times, wasn't even moving his feet. Just so comfortable, understanding exactly where he wants to go, knowing where his reads are. This guy looks You know, this defense, once they get a little bit more healthier and they get a little bit more of their pieces back, uh, Jamel Dean came back in the, in, in the ball game, got him an interception. Mm -hmm. I know they've been missing him at the cornerback position. And so, I mean, I just see this Tampa Bay team continuing to get better and better. And you know the standard for Tom Brady is always going to be greatness and excellence. And so to watch all the players around him kind of feed off of him and, and buy into that is, is amazing to watch, man. I think Tom Brady's going to win the MVP. Mm, dude, for real. We're going to do our game ball segment later, and none of us are going to give it to Brady, and it's crazy. I thought about it. I did, too, but you I was like, I, I thought about it the last <laughs> week. Like, somebody has to talk about Brady, and then I just figured you know. go one week without it, but he's flawless right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I think he might win the MVP. But I will just I'll, uh, pose a question. Matt Nagy's supposed to be fired, right? You're supposed to fire him, and you're supposed to sell the team and tear everybody down and fire everybody, and everybody sucks, and everyone's terrible. Maybe if you were saying that, you should be fired. Yeah, because Chicago. Maybe you should. Maybe all you Bears fans should just shut up for a second and just chill out for one second, just shut the hell up, and let the games play out. Bears are three and two. The measure of a man and the measure of a human being and the measure of a human football coach is what you do when you hit rock bottom. Since rock bottom against the Cleveland Browns, in which Justin Fields was sacked nine times and it was a disastrous game, he's been sacked three times total in two games. They have run for 143 yards and 188 yards, including yesterday when they did not have their number one running back. Uh, no, no one should be fired. They're three and two. This is the way it's supposed to look. And um, that game was really, really big against the Raiders. I am very impressed. It was a complete annihilation. People are calling for jobs and saying this and saying that. And those people should be embarrassed right now because it was knee jerk, knee jerk, knee -jerk neck jerk, Overreaction. you're a jerk, wherever the hell you are. I'm very proud of the Bears. Now, don't get annihilated by Aaron Rodgers this weekend because you have history of doing that. But the O-line, everybody, Justin Fields, didn't throw an interception. Impressed. I'm not cheerleading. I just think they took a lot of crap. A lot of it deserved. And since then, they haven't lost. They're sitting at 3-2 three and two after three and all two. that BS. 3-2 and two. How many teams happen. would kill to be 3-2 right now? How about it? Shut up, Should people. Been. <laughs> Boom. Pundits, fans, Chicago, real reactionaries, shut up. Shut up. I've never loved anything you've said more. This is great. <laughs> I will bring up the Cowboys just because I feel like we have to. We could talk Packers here, of course. But I love complete teams. Arizona showing me they might have that. Mm -hmm. But the Cowboys obviously have that. They're doing it on offense. They've got an elite running game. It's working for them. Dak Prescott, you're talking MVP candidates. He's definitely in the mix. This offense can do whatever it wants. The passing game can match up with anybody's. They've got the playmakers. And the defense just keeps coming up with big plays. Big plays consistently. So to me, they look like a mega serious contender shrinks in the NFC. I mean, it was incredible. Giants had a lot of injuries, of course, but it's a good Giants defense. Oh, they they, they don't did whatever they wanted. For anything. The Cowboys went up and down the field. Are they back? They, or they, they, oh, yeah. yeah, they're awesome. This is really this good. is a good time to be a Cowboys fan. Yeah, at GMFE with your thoughts. Shut up, Bears fans ah, that are complaining about Nagy. Wouldn't be a Monday at Good Morning Football without a little Nate. So we welcome back our favorite Triple Threat, CBS Mornings co-host, contributor to the NFL Today as well as NFL Network. He believes in the Bigfoot and. 
And he somehow makes time for date night, which I don't quite understand how he has the time management skills for all of that. But it is the one, the only, Nathaniel Eugene Aberle. What's up, Nate? What up, Nate? What hey, up? what's up? Happy wife, happy life. You got to make time for date night, mm -hmm. date days, you know. Got to do my thing. And you always do, Nate. You're always doing your thing. Let's talk espresso shot moments. I imagine you must be uh -huh. drinking a lot of that after 15 hours of football yeah. yesterday and having to wake up so early this morning. What was the moment that really got you going? The Green Bay Packers game was absolutely crazy. I don't know what it was about field goals and extra points, but some of these guys need to go to their local dojo and learn how to kick it. You see what I did there? But I'm going to go with Mason Crosby, though, because he missed those field goals, and then finally he put it through to win the game. They were struggling all game on both sides. You know what? Throughout the NFL this year, there's been a struggle. And I'm not just saying that for kicks and giggles. I'm saying that because you got to focus up when you put that ball on the ground and you're trying to get it through those uprights. Moving the extra point back and now the pressure on these kickers throughout the year, I'm guaranteeing that you're going to see more games come down to the wire and kickers are either going to be the hero or the villain. So uh, for me, I I'm looking at Mason Crosby. That woke me up because it woke up that sideline. I was a little hesitant. One of my favorite moments of that game was after he made it, he kind of looked to a sideline. He's like, I mean, I'm he gave me enough chances. <laughs> this one went in. <laughs> Eventually he made it. Uh, Nate, Kay mentioned it. We started off the morning with a 9.30 a.m. game. It went all the way to 1 a.m. last night. It might have been the longest day we've ever had of football. So there's all these games, all this action. We love giving our game balls on Monday morning. So who gets your yeah. game ball from the longest day of NFL football that I think has ever occurred? It was a long day, and Tom Brady has had a long career, and he's getting better and better. I know we joke, oh, he's aging like fine wine. Say whatever you want about Tom Brady. This isn't normal. At 44 years old, he's not supposed to be doing this. All right, so here, here's what I learned yesterday. Tom Brady has thrown five TDs in a football game nine times. Four of those games came after the age of 40. I believe it's five of those games. One of those four or five of those games came after the age of 40. So right around the 40-year mark, he just got better. And Tom Brady is willing to do it. Here's what I love about Tom Brady right now. It's not like he's throwing these lollipop balls or his arm is going out or even he, or he's scared to uh, escape the pocket. Tom Brady is throwing perfect fade balls even putting some zip on it when he needs to. He even added in 13 yards of rushing just to show you that he can still use those baby giraffe legs as he wobbled towards the sideline. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but Tom Brady at this age, putting up five TDs and making it look easy in a game where you have guys like Giovanni Bernard and Antonio Brown balling out. This wasn't even a huge day by Chris Godwin. They don't even have Gronkowski out there and they have a host of tight ends they're not really using. I just feel like last season, the Buccaneers found the rhythm a little later in the year. This year, through five weeks, these guys found exactly who they are. They have an identity right now. Oh, and that defensive side of the ball is getting healthy, which means it is about to get real spooky for defenses that are going to face these guys. Right in time, Nate. We do struggle with a way to describe Brady. And the whole age like wine thing it doesn't make sense. Wine hits a peak year in which it's the best, and then it starts to deteriorate and turn to vinegar. That doesn't work for him either, Nate. Even a wordsmith like you struggles. Doesn't. But here's a question for you. You saw the catches, but did you pay attention to the fancy footwork, Nate? Give us your favorite toe drag swag of the weekend. For goodness sake, shout out to PL, would you? Of course. Yeah. Listen, Kay mentioned it. Rondell Moore. 
Um, can I just get a little bit of more? We are seeing some of these young wide receivers establish themselves as some of the best in the business, and I love the fact that these guys are cooking at the right time. DeAndre Hopkins, he's unstoppable. AJ Gein is back. Somebody told you guys that this summer. Then you have Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore. Ooh-wee, the Arizona Cardinals look good. Well, Nate, we got to talk about Trayvon Diggs. He kept his interception streak alive against the Giants, bringing his total to six in just five games. How impressive is Diggs' streak right now, man? Man, it is crazy. I haven't seen anything like this since D. Hall had like three picks on us when we were playing against him. I said, man, put this dude at wide receiver. But listen, Trayvon Diggs is an absolute beast. You know what I like about this the most is last year, people were going after him because he was taking a few risks, trying to intercept balls, and he was getting beat. That's what happens when you're a legit number one cornerback. He is a, he backpedals like a DB. He attacks the ball like a wide receiver. And then he tries to score like a running back once he gets upfield. I mean, he is truly baiting some of these quarterbacks into these picks, but then uh, other interceptions, just pure awareness. Like, so he has a combination. D-Hall, you know this, certain guys luck up because they're around the ball and they have good hands. Other guys get picks because they study. So he has that, that unique balance of a guy that can do both. I mean, let's just call it what it is, man. His brother is Stefan Diggs. So imagine their training mm -hmm. sessions in the offseason. You think that when the ball's in the air and he's going up against his brother he's been fighting with in the backyard, in the live room his entire life, he's going to attack the ball like a DV? Nah, he turns into Stefan Diggs when the ball is in the air. So shout out to Trayvon <laughs> Diggs, an absolute monster. And I tell you what, I know he's a couple of years away, a few years away from a contract, but if he keeps this up, he is going to break the bank. Thank you so much. Nate Burleson, love seeing you. Get some rest. Great uh, analysis as always. And we appreciate it. Love you. And we will talk to you Friday. Peace out. See you Friday. We had a handful of impressive performances yesterday. Which players from week five are we giving our game balls mm. to? Find out next. All of my money is new. All of my money is blue. Look at me there. I'm supposed to go get the money and keep doing favors and get all my money to who? Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> 
Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. So a lot of unsavory stuff with Urban Myers, the coach of the Jaguars. You've been into that, of course. The football was not much better. I'll save you the, the mystery. Derrick Henry owned them again. Derrick Henry had 29 carries, 130 yards. The most a running back has ever had following a 2,000-yard season is 1,400. Derrick Henry currently on pace. You ready? I like it. On pace for 2,176. He is going for 128 yards a game right now, guys. He is by far the league's leading rusher and the most carries. He just simply will not slow down. What a beautiful man. (laughs) Saints at Washington. Jameis Winston zero giveaways in three of his last four games. Win this game 33-22. Jameis Winston finishes 15 for 30, 279 yards, four touchdowns. Marcus Callaway actually finished four receptions, 85 yards, two TDs. Mm. Bench Roethlisberger, bench the Hall of Famer for Haskins, for Rudolph, for somebody. No, not this day. Maybe that'll happen. It wasn't today. Asked after the win, will this quiet the critics? Probably not, but we won the game. Steelers are only 2-3, and and they got all kinds of issues, including Juju, but they did get a win at home, 27-19. Broncos lost two in a row. This game was the first one of the day out there at Tottenham Hotspur. This opened in 2019. 29th game in London since 20, 2007. We didn't have any last year, and Kyle Pitts gets his first career touchdown. Pitts had his coming out party with no gauge, no Ridley, nine catches, 119, and a tug. Zach Wilson, the Jets just could not get out of their own way to start this game. They were down 17-0. They would crawl their way back. They'd make it competitive, but it was about the Falcons. Falcons come out of this one, two and three, and alive in the NFC. Embarrassing and brutal week for John Gruden. The football started then, and it wasn't any better on the field. This is, let's make this about the Bears. Down three, nothing. Justin Fields getting the start, throwing his first ever touchdown pass to Jesper Horstead. Fields is gonna be the guy moving forward. He did not throw an interception. The Raiders offense was just completely flat. Darren Waller, not really a factor. There's not a Henry Rugg sighting. Derek Carr is not going to win the MVP. They are not going to run away with the West. The Raiders are seeing tough times now, and the Bears, out of nowhere, 3-2. Two. Two, let's get to Will Selva now. Let's bring him in to give us more on the Raiders and what Kyle is talking about, the report from Friday surrounding their head coach, John Gruden. Hey, Will, good morning. Hey, good morning to you, Kay. And, guys, well, yes, the Raiders lost to the Bears. It was certainly secondary to the news that came out about head coach John Gruden. Of course, the news coming from the Wall Street Journal revealing in an article that Gruden had made derogatory and offensive comments about NFL Players Association Executive Director Demora Smith in an email back in 2011 when Gruden was employed by ESPN. After the game Sunday, Gruden addressed what many considered to be racist comments about Smith. 
You know, I'm not going to answer all these questions today. I think I've addressed it already. Can't remember a lot of the things that transpired 10 or 12 years ago, but I stand here uh, in front of everybody apologizing. I know I'm not, uh, I don't have an ounce of, of racism in me. I'm a, a guy that takes pride in leading people together, and I'll continue to do that for the rest of my life. And again, I apologize to D. Smith and anybody out there that, that I have offended. Eagles at Panthers. Hurts and the Eagles trying to snap a three-game losing streak. Eagles win this game 21-18. Sam Donald finished 21 for 37, 177 yards. A touchdown, three INT. Try to describe what happens here. The Lions are down late. They score a touchdown to put them down one. And instead of going for the tie, Dan Campbell says, let's go for two and the win. They get it. They go up 17 to 16. Carl it was Darryl awesome. Hodge. Yeah, it was a really cool moment. But they left, you know, two seconds on the clock. So Kirk Cousins, to his credit, completes a few passes, gets him in field goal range for a 54-yarder, and Greg Joseph drills it. it. It was like the Lions were so excited for two minutes. Joseph had a field goal attempt minutes earlier where he was short on a 40-yarder. Short. Short. Now nails the 54-yarder. And Kirk is actually screaming, you like that, and I have to assume Zimmer does. This story, again, not about Detroit. Credit to Minnesota. They win. They get to two and three. They had to have it. Wild Jared Goff leads the NFL in fumbles. Patriots at the Texans. The Patriots looking to avoid a 1-4 start for the first time since 2000. Patriots win this game 25-22 to overcome a 13-point deficit, scoring 16 unanswered points. We love celebrating top performers here on the show, so we dish out game balls, just like coaches do after games. We're highlighting the best things we saw. Who earned our game balls for Week 5? One game to go, but we always do this based off the 15 hours of football that we watch on mm, Sundays. Long day of football, and I was tempted to give it to Mac Jones, who led his team yeah. back on 16 unanswered and got a win on the road, and it was a big statement. Then Josh Allen did what he did on Sunday night. <laughs> I think we have to give Josh Allen the game ball, or at least I do. He struggled against the Chiefs last year. Two losses in both games, he did not play his best. Yesterday he came out there and went into Arrowhead, shut up any critics, shut up any doubters, and put on an absolute show. His arm was as lively as ever. His legs were as, as dominant as ever. In that first drive, he ran for the touchdown. This was the look of one team that was sick and tired of hearing about the other team. It was sick and tired, quite frankly, of losing to the other team. The Bills, there was never a doubt. They came into this building in the pouring rain, in the elements, and they said, we're gonna follow that man. The league MVP is that mm. guy, not the other one suiting up no for their team in the red. Yeah. They came out there and they did it. They took on a one hour rain delay and they still came out ready to go and just mm -hmm. kept on rolling. Josh Allen gets my game ball. Awesome win by the Bills last night. It's the biggest Bills win in a long time, I think. Yeah. I think it was really important. If they lose that game, it's a gut punch. Mm -hmm. uh, there were a lot of games yesterday that were the drunk idiot at the bar, and I mean that <laughs> positively. Shirts off, dancing on the bar, we're crazy, we're drunk, we're doing body shots. I'm looking at someone who's just in the corner and listening to some music, enjoying a beer. You probably didn't hear a lot about Eagles Panthers, and you shouldn't have, but I'm giving my game ball to Jalen Hurts, and I'm giving it to him despite, he didn't play that great yesterday. Threw a really bad pick, he missed some open guys, made some mistakes, it wasn't great until they needed him to be great. And by needing him, I mean not only in this game, their whole season was circling the drain. They needed to win this game on the road against a really good young Carolina team. Jalen Hurts runs for two touchdowns towards the end of the game, put the team on his back and stole it as Sam Donald was throwing picks. Jalen Hurts got better. 
And our guy Jordan Mailata said afterwards, Jalen Hurts is an old soul in a young body. He always stays positive. We're always rallying around him. I thought they discovered something in him yesterday in a win where they lose that game, the season's over. The Sirianni thing is, is, is down the drain. Hurts said, I got this, stay with me, and snuck a win on the road in a game that will not be talked about a lot. But this is that kind of thing at the end of the season where, oh, my God, how did the Eagles sneak a wild card? Because mm -hmm. of that one way back in week five when they stole it in Carolina. Jalen Hurts. My game ball, my man. They got some confidence going to a short week. They've got the oh, defending the Bucks. champions, the Bucks, right. to kick right off Thursday Night Football. That's yeah. interesting. Uh, Justin Herbert was a f just phenomenal. It's what what can we say about this kid? They're in the fourth quarter. They're down. What he, three separate times, he's down and has to come back. But who does he trust? Who does Lombardi trust? Who does Brandon Staley trust in those moments? The guy I'm giving my game ball to is Austin Eckler. Ooh, nice. What an incredible clutch, trusted performer. What a spark plug. He scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter during the comeback win, including the game winner, of course, who racked up 119 yards overall. When the game was on the line, he was the go-to guy. They turned to him time and time again. All he did was make plays. All he did was come through, even though he got, you know, carried into the end zone. He wasn't happy about that, but it counts. He is now tied, guys, with Derrick Henry for the league lead with seven total touchdowns on the year. He is an absolute stud and a huge part of why this offense is so exciting to watch. And he likes fantasy football, so I like He does. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm giving my game ball to the best receiver in football, Go and on. it's Devontae Adams. <laughs> I mean, it's not even close. I mean, when you watch the way this dude can get open, I mean, it, it, it was amazing to watch. I saw him in, in some man-to-man -man coverages. He's just getting off the line of scrimmage. He's running through zones. He's giving you a little bit of change of speed in that route, and then he's able to track that football, come down with it. I mean, Devontae Adams just keeps getting better and better, and he's about to get paid. I remember uh, James Jones said, hey, how about $20 million? I'll be your agent. Devontae said, that's all. <laughs> Guys, that's all. It's, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot for Devontae Adams. Tay, you balling out, man. Keep it up. How do you cover a guy? That's a good like question. That? Like, what do you do? You're a defensive Not with back. one person. Uh -huh. I mean, I tell you that right now. Too many times I saw Cincinnati trying to cover him with one person, mm -hmm. and then in times in that zone, they they, they just weren't. It didn't seem like they were phased that that's Devontae Adams. Me, a coach, we need to do X, Y, Z. And I didn't feel like they responded that way. I, I think the guys took on those individual challenges that they knew they weren't going to win, and mm -hmm. that ultimately ended up costing them the game. But, I mean, Devontae's a dude you have to be physical at the line of scrimmage. He's so shifty. So you want to have some help because if you're just sitting there trying to get a hand on him, and you miss him, he's off to the races. So that's why I'm he saying he's so a dude easy. that you got to double. He ran past those two Bengals. He was like taking a jog in the park. He was chilling. He wasn't a cover of one person. <laughs> it was, um, uh, is he the best? Oh, yeah. Oh, By yeah. far? Best receiver. He's going to get that money from yeah. somebody. Yeah, he's going to get paid. Somebody's going to break him off. Daniel, I mean, he had catches yesterday off. of 59, 34, 24, 22, awesome. 20, 17, and 15 yards. <laughs> that's the day. It's 200. Close. That's the man right there. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander.